going to read this to you, and I'm, I hope it's not true for anybody in this room. Some people think it is true, but I hope it's not true for any of the men in this room. It's just uh, something that's believed to be true. It says that it has to do with Christmas shopping. It says, your standard man at this point in the Christmas season has purchased zero gifts. He has not yet gotten around to purchasing an acceptable gift for his wife for last Christmas. He did give her something last year, but he could tell by her reaction to it that she had not been dreaming of getting an auto emergency kit, even though it had a uh, deluxe model with the booster cables and an air compressor. Clearly, this, was, this gift violated an important rule, but the man had no idea what the rule was, and his wife was too upset to tell him. Hopefully that's not true for any of you today <laughs> and your families. And if it is true, then uh, maybe we need to have some prayer so that we can get everything together before Christmas time. Anybody still going shopping? <laughs> A couple people, yeah. I, I, might, I might do something on the way. We're traveling on Christmas Day, but I might buy something between now and Christmas. You know, we see our family all throughout the week, so I might even shop after Christmas. I don't know yet. Depends. Here's something else I want to read to you. Y'all, re- y'all ever received a gift that you just weren't so happy about, right? You ever received a gift that uh, somebody really gave to you and you, they really cared about you and they're trying to do something nice and it's Christmas time and they spend all this time wrapping it up and it looks real nice in the wrapper and you open it up and it's just not something that you would ever want for yourself, right? Everybody's received something like that. So here's eight things that people say when they receive a gift like that. Right? So here's what it said. Here's one. Number eight. Well, well, well. Now there's a gift. <laughs> right? Number seven. Oh, really? I did not know that there was a Chia Pet tie. Oh, wow. It's a clip-on. <laughs> I've never seen one of those. Never even seen one of those. Number six. You know, I always wanted one of these. Jog my memory. What's it called again? <laughs> All right. Number five. You know what? I'm going to find a special place for this. Okay. I know that some of, some of these are ringing true for some of y'all. I can hear it. <laughs> what did I say? Okay, number four. Boy, you don't see that craftsmanship every day. <laughs> Try to say things nice, right? Number three. And it's such an interesting color, too. <laughs> number two. You say that was the last one? Well, I'm glad you snapped that up. <laughs> Okay, okay. the last one. You shouldn't have. No, really, I mean, you really shouldn't have. <laughs> so if, any, if you hear any of those things this Christmas, just keep your cool and just know that everything's going to be okay. All right, Christmas, let's get into our, our message for this morning. Christmas, last one, last Christmas message for this Christmas. All right? How many of y'all realize that Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 is a Christmas verse. Yeah? Because Christmas takes faith, doesn't it? Believing the truth about Christmas and everything that comes with Christmas takes faith. Not just believing that Christmas happens, right? There's a lot of people that celebrate Christmas. But not everybody celebrates the birth of Jesus as the Lord and Savior of the world. Some people even celebrate the birth of Jesus 
And some people even might acknowledge that he might be the Christ. But Christmas is not about that for them. Right? The Christian, who those who are saved by faith, those who believe that Jesus is the Christ and understand that man has sinned against a holy God and put their faith in that truth for the forgiveness of their sins so they can be reconciled to a God who is just in being offended by the sins of man. Right? It takes faith to be saved by the blood of Christ, doesn't it? And only faith. You can't be saved any other way. You cannot be in the presence of a holy God without faith, without believing that what God has done to fix the problem of sin is true. And then acting according to what you believe. That's faith, right? Here's what the Bible says faith is. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. That's Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Raise your hand if you were at the manger when Jesus was born. Nobody. Raise your hand if you were with uh, Joseph and Mary whenever the angels came to them and talked to them about this baby. Nobody. And everything surrounding the story of Christmas, we have to take on faith. This is why Christmas takes faith. So we're going to read a little bit of Scripture, Matthew and Luke. So you can get your Bibles out because, wait a minute, we might need them. We're not working or what's happening here? Ooh, ooh, don't go too far. Go back. Is that the first, second slide right there, Kevin? Okay, let's stay right there. We're going to read Matthew chapter 1 first. I'm going to read all the way through the account. And then we're going to go into Luke chapter, uh, chapter 2. And we're going to go through that account. So you can either look in your Bibles or you can look up here if, you can, if it's big enough for you all to read. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 and 19 says, This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was, right, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Moving on to the next slide. There you go. But after he had considered this, verse 20 and 21, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Right, And then verse 22 to 25 of Matthew chapter 1 says, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will uh, give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to, to, to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Now, I said Luke chapter 2, but let's go to Luke chapter 1, all right? And we're going to read the account over there. And there's a reason why I'm reading all of this scripture. Two reasons. One, because it's Christmas, right? And two, because I want to show some things about the faith that is involved in celebrating Christmas. So chapter 1, verse 26 of the Gospel of Luke, it starts off and it says, in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. 
The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went uh, to her and, and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at, this, at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you, you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. And then in verse one, uh, 34 to 38 of chapter 1 in Luke, it says, How will this be? Mary asked the angel, Since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth your uh, relative is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who was said to be barren, is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. For it, may it be to me as you have said. And then the angel left her. Right? If you can put me on slide number seven, please. It takes faith to believe what we just read, doesn't it? Everything that we just read is not something that we see normally happening in the world, in our world. And nor was it something that they normally experienced in their world. It takes faith, faith to believe that angels actually talk to people. It takes faith to believe there's, there's even actually angels, doesn't it? It takes faith to believe that the Holy Spirit caused Mary to be with child, and yet she was still a virgin. Because everybody knows you can't be with child and be a virgin. Just not possible. Except by God. So therefore, for the Christian people of faith, people who believe in, and are sure of what they uh, know that they can't see, it's rather easy to believe these things, isn't it? Because we know our God. It takes uh, faith to believe that Mary could be with child and be a virgin, and a prophet had spoken about those things years and years and years prior to these things coming about. All of this is the, is, the, is the fulfillment of the promise of Genesis chapter 3. When God said that everything is broken, everything is wrong because of the sins of Adam and Eve, and I will be the one to fix it. So when we celebrate Christmas, we're celebrating the fulfillment of God's faithful promise that he would fix the problem of man between man and a holy God. Isn't that awesome? The birth of Jesus is evidence of God's love for us. Not of his, uh, anything else other than his love because he didn't have to do anything to make things right. He did not have to solve the problem for man. We, we say this over and over again. We see this over and over again. He did not have to do anything, but yet he wanted to have the relationship that we have with him now. He did not want us to perish in our sins. He did not want us to suffer the consequences of our rebelliousness. 
So as much as as much fun as it is to get with our family members and go running around spending a bunch of money in the in the stores and wrapping gifts and exchanging gifts and we're not even going to get into the the, the the awesome food that happens at Christmas time. Those things are great and they're appropriate, but if we don't remember what's going on and what had happened and what it leads to, we have completely missed Christmas. You ever you ever missed Christmas, right? I mean, you might have uh, missed a ride somewhere, or you might have missed a television show, you might have missed an opportunity in your life, but there's a lot of people every year, even though they celebrate what they believe is Christmas, they're missing Christmas every year because they don't have the faith that it takes to believe the truth about Christmas. Isn't that awesome? It's simple. Faith is a simple thing, isn't it? It seems like it should be real easy. Here's what's true. Do you believe it or not? And if you do, then how do you react to what you believe? Because some people believe it's true and they reject it, right? So therefore, they do not put their faith in what's true. Some people don't believe it's true, so therefore they can't receive it by faith. Other people... Uh, have fooled themselves in believing that they have received it by faith and they really have missed Christmas. See? You see the whole, it's the whole dynamics to it. So it's really not that simple, is it? See if we can go to verse, uh, the slide number eight. It takes, here's what it takes faith to believe. All right? And remember that how many, how many people were at the manger when, when, after Jesus was born? Just a handful. It wasn't like the whole world showed up, right? Because the, ba- the baby Jesus was born and the king of the Jews was there and the king of the world was there. It was just a handful of people in the entire world that believed God and showed up. Even though they didn't totally understand everything. It takes faith to believe that this baby named Jesus would be great as the angel told Mary. Just a baby. Most people believed it was a baby that was born out of... Uh, some kind of an affair that maybe Mary had before she got married to Joseph, right? Some people refused to believe that it was possible that Mary would be pregnant, would be with child outside of anything other than the normal way a woman would be pregnant. Even today, people believe that something else had to happen because they cannot receive the fact that God can do anything. takes faith to believe that this baby named Jesus would be called the son of the most high. Who's the most high? The the most high referring to God, the creator, the holy one, the perfect one, the greatest of all in existence. And in fact, existence exists because of him. He's our Lord. He's our father. And this is what he has done. This baby. This is what God has done. And he, he did it For our sake. Because he loves us. And he would be called the son of the most high. This this baby named Jesus, it takes faith to believe that he would be what? God in the flesh. Any any person back then that saw this baby would say, okay, there's a baby. A human being. And there's no problem in believing that there's a human being. But believing that he is God in the flesh, that's a whole other level, isn't it? In fact, that's what ended up bringing him to the cross, wasn't it? 
because they could not receive that this human being, this person, was actually God at the same time. In fact, they accused him of being a blasphemer because he was saying that he was God. They missed Christmas, didn't they? Sad. But at the same time, we thank God because Jesus was crucified and we get to be saved. Amen? So it's a sacrifice that was a necessary payment. So it takes faith to believe that this baby named Jesus would save his people from their sins. Everything that I'm listing here was out of what we just read in the scriptures. Right? All of the, both of those uh, pieces of scripture that I read out loud, this is where I'm getting all of this from. Everything that the angel told both of them and everything that was said about Jesus is true. And it takes faith to believe it. He would save them. How is this little baby going to save people from their offenses against the holy God? Because that's not what they were looking for, is it? They were looking for the king of the Jews and the Messiah. The ones that were waiting for the Messiah, which was most of the Jews, they were waiting for a person to be born into royalty and be the king of the Jews and take over the world and everything would be right in their minds. But here's this baby born in the back of a barn. Nobody wanted, as uh, Brother Will pointed out in his devotion, nobody wanted to put up with the problems that they brought into the world with that pregnancy at a bad time. And they missed Christmas because of it, didn't they? How would this baby, who is a nobody in the eyes of society, save people from their sins? First off, people have to have believed that they have sinned. That was the Pharisees' problem, wasn't it? They couldn't believe that they had done anything wrong. Matter of fact, they, they made a bunch of rules on how to tell other people how to get it right. That they couldn't even keep. They missed Christmas for sure. This baby named Jesus, he would become, he would be given the throne of David. Right? David was the one that God picked out to be the king for the Jews. Remember that? So this angel is telling uh, Mary and Joseph that he's going to have that throne. This baby. This baby whom is the son of God. And he would reign over the house of Jacob forever, meaning all of Israel. Forever is a long time, isn't it? Who gets to be in the house of Jacob today? Who gets to be... Uh, the house of Jacob really, is at the time, was the Israelites. But now, when you read the house of Jacob, you, you're talking about the kingdom of God and the family of God. That means the Jews and the Gentiles, all of us who put our faith that Jesus is the Christ and repent of our sins, we get to be in the kingdom of God. In the house of Jacob. So guess what? This baby Jesus, he reigns over the house of Jacob forever. That means he gets to be your king. He is your king. You get to be his. Isn't that awesome? Not too many people. It's, not, it's against human nature to praise God or to get excited about somebody else being uh, king over you. We like to be our own king. We like to be in charge of our own lives. We don't like to be told what to do. Extra long dramatic pause there. Y'all missed it. <laughs> we don't like to be told what to do, y'all. Nobody likes I don't like to be told what to do. She tells me what to do all the time. Just because I do it don't mean I like it. <laughs> I do know, man. 
Look what else it says here. This baby, this king, this little baby who grew up to die on a cross and become the king of the world, the king of everything in existence, his kingdom would never end. Y'all understand that because born in the flesh, grew up to, to be an adult and died on the cross. This baby who was born in the flesh, who was God, by God's doing, through the Holy Spirit, He's the Lord of the kingdom of God that can never be defeated. We have a king who is the greatest of all. Who died for us. Who loved us so much to give himself for us. Wouldn't it be proper for us to celebrate his birth? Wouldn't it be proper to have the biggest birthday party every year in the existence of birthday parties? Right? It takes faith to do that, right? Because everybody else who can't put their faith in these truths, they look at those people who do and say they're fools. Because they believe things that are impossible. But I think I remember reading in the Scripture that all things are possible with God. But it takes faith to believe that the Scripture is true, doesn't it? Everything about God and the kingdom takes faith. One thing I've learned in my life about faith is that I don't have to understand everything about everything to have faith. It's okay to try to understand and it's okay to learn and grow into understanding. God will give you what you need as far as that goes. But I didn't have to be in the manger when Jesus was born and I didn't have to be at the cross when he, when he died and I certainly didn't have to be at the grave when he was resurrected to believe that he is who he is. Because I see what God and what Jesus has done in my life. And if, and if you're paying attention, you see the same thing about your life, don't you? And that's why you believe. Isn't it great? Christmas. We sing songs about the birth of Jesus. We sing songs about the promised salvation, the fulfillment of God's promise, His faithfulness to His people, because He loves us. Christmas is about God's love for us. And if you miss Christmas, you miss His love. Somebody that might hear these words might be sitting back and saying, I'm not, I don't miss Christmas. I, I celebrate Christmas every year. If at some point in your birthday party for Jesus, you don't get a lump in your throat, you miss Christmas. Not all the time, but some point in the celebration of Christmas, in the, in the time of communion, in the time of fellowship, or in the time of family gatherings, in the Christmas trees, in the shopping, in the gift exchanges, in the pies and the cakes, in all of that, if we don't realize what this means to us, we've missed Christmas, haven't we? And it's not because Christmas isn't there. It's not because salvation isn't there. It's not because Jesus isn't the Christ. And it's not because God doesn't love us. It's because we, ha we don't have faith in Christmas. That's the only reason you're going to miss Christmas. This is why you should read the account of Jesus' birth during Christmas as a reminder, which is what we will do again tomorrow night. 
Isn't that awesome? I know that sometimes, you know, we sit around and, and we talk about the time when our children were born and what happened that day and this and that. I'm not going to tell the story about my son being born because uh, that's another time and another place, right? But I will never forget that day. I will never forget every experience in that day that I experienced. So why is it that we forget the birth of our Lord sometimes? Why is it, why is it that we can't, that can't be such a great event that we can't wait to tell people about? If we, have, if we put our faith in this, why shouldn't we be celebrating it and talking about it all the time? Slide number nine. In review, it takes faith to believe, doesn't it? It takes faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for. I hope to be with the Lord. Not because of anything I've done, but because Jesus was born in the flesh to die for my sins. Because that's God's master plan of salvation. Because he loves me. That's what I hope for. I hope that's what you hope for. I hope that's what you're waiting for. I hope that's what you're looking forward to as a believer who puts their faith in Christ. But not only that, it's, it's being sure of what we hope for. And it's one thing to think something might happen, but it's another thing to be sure about it. Sold out. Can't convince me otherwise. Right? Certain of what we do not see. And that's where a lot of people get hung up. Because they can't see how this works. They refuse to put their faith in it as truth. And God is saying, I don't want you to have to understand everything. I want you to trust me in what I'm doing. Because certainly Mary and Joseph didn't have all their understandings explained to them or their, mis- or their lack of understandings explained to them, right? They were just told this is what's going to happen and Mary said, okay, well then if that's what you say, then let so be it. And Joseph woke up from a dream and had, and had a conversation with an angel and the angel said, go ahead and marry that girl. It's fine. This is what the Lord's doing. So what did he do? He did exactly what the Lord led him to do even though his whole world was going to be not so great. Because the rest of the world didn't see what Mary and Joseph saw. Right? Faith is hard. The experience that comes with it is difficult. There's going to be people in your life that look at you different and treat you different because you believe the things that we read in this Bible. And you live accordingly. Oh, those are those Christians. They celebrate Christmas. They sing about Christmas all the time, talking about Jesus every Christmas. I'm just trying to sing Jingle Bells and have some cookies. And it's offensive to me. That's what happens in the world. I love everybody, whether they believe or not. I try to love people the same. But I will not compromise my faith because somebody else gets offended over my Lord. I will not try to harm them in the way that I celebrate, but I'm not going to walk on eggshells over that either. I'm not going to shrink back in what I believe just because someone else doesn't agree with what I believe. Because they don't want to put their faith where I put my faith. Because if you do, it's not faith, is it? If Mary and Joseph, they went out to the world and said, we're going to get married, but she's pregnant. And then the world's like, "Uh, something's wrong here. And they just said, okay, well, then we'll just forget it then. Then we'd have problems, wouldn't we? We have the same responsibility with truth, don't we? Christmas is the best time 
people what you believe. Easter is the best time to show people what you believe. Because it's one and the same event, isn't it? It's the beginning and the end of the fulfillment of God's promise. So we should be, we should be having uh, uh, Easter egg hunts in the uh, uh, Christmas presents in the morning and Easter egg hunts in the afternoon and and meals all around. We should be celebrating Christmas and Easter all together, all the time, because we put our faith. Look what John three sixteen says. Not that you need reminder, but let's look at it. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. Whoever what believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. It's the only way to be saved. It's the only way to be saved. Everything about Christianity, everything about God, and everything about God and His people revolves around faith in Jesus as a Christ. Isn't that awesome? How easy is that? It's real easy, isn't it? What gets difficult is when we leave the building here and we go out into a world where not everybody believes that. And it becomes a little hostile sometimes. Okay. Jesus said it's not going to be easy. Some people are going to hate you because they hate me. He didn't say, well, if that happens, change your mind about what you believe. He just said, just be, be ready for it. Isn't that great? Acts chapter, what was it, Acts chapter 3 and 4? The believers were preaching the gospel and they were being persecuted and they were praising God because they got to be persecuted like Jesus was. They got to share in the persecution of their Lord. The suffering. We're, Christians are the strangest people. Wouldn't you say? We praise God and we're, we're overjoyed over the suffering that goes on over the Lord, over Jesus and His life and His crucifixion, His death, gruesome death. Wasn't pleasant, nothing pleasant about it. And we praise God over that stuff. And then we get joyful and have joy in our heart knowing that we suffer just like He does, not because we want to suffer, but because we're with him and he's with us and we have him in us so therefore we're going down the road that Jesus went down it's because people don't experience the joy that comes with the salvation that Jesus died for it takes faith to believe it takes faith to celebrate Christmas it takes faith to believe in God that God is real that he is God and he's the creator and that there is a problem between us and him that takes faith. This is why people don't get saved. This is why people refuse because they don't have the faith to believe that there's a problem. Right? Do you know that it takes faith to believe that God is like the greatest thing ever? That he is almighty and that he is holy and that He there's no one greater than him and that he can't be defeated and that he is just and he is uh, right in demanding justice for the sins committed against him? He's not out of line saying that you have sinned against me and you need to get away from me in your uncleanness. And he's certainly not out of line in providing a solution to that problem. Praise God. Hello. What a great God. He has made it so easy. So easy. We don't have to, we don't have to uh, uh, get on a, a, the back of some donkey and ride across the desert in the middle of the winter and sit in a barn and let the baby be born. We don't have to go through uh, the crucifixion of Jesus and watch him, literally watch him 
die on a cross and then find out afterwards that we were the ones who were wrong and He is the Christ? And then we have to be uh, saved from that sin? We don't have to experience all of that stuff. It's so easy to celebrate Christmas. Just believe and let God let God be God this Christmas. Isn't that great? We're going to sing an invitation hymn right here. I don't even know. If, yeah, I'm about right on the schedule. I get talking about. I can talk about God all day. All day. Sir. We are peculiar people. I think that's part of the reason why the Lord loves us so much because He created us peculiarly. You know, God doesn't make mistakes. Y'all believe that? I learned that when my son was born. Not because there's something wrong with him, like he was born with a disability. And it took me a long time to figure out that God's doing something. Right? When you look at yourself and you see whatever it is you see, if you don't see what God sees, you're going to struggle. And what God sees is what he created. And what God sees is what he wants to use and wants to be a part of. What God sees is the one that he loves. What God sees is the one that he sent Jesus to die for. So let's celebrate Christmas with joy in our hearts. You ready?